Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Hustlers in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Originally, I had planned for today's episode to be about uh, the top 10. Uh, September-born actors, but decided uh, first kind of short on time, and, and this will be a shorter episode than that one would be, and I, I don't know, I, uh, Hustlers came out, I didn't really expect to talk about it at all, but started to get some pretty good reviews, and had a tiny bit of buzz coming out of uh, TIFF, New York Film Festival, some, one of the film festivals it played at. And I got to see it Thursday night, so here we are. Uh, and the short of the episode also means that my computer, which continues to be a pile of crap, uh, a smaller chance that it breaks while I'm recording and messes everything up. So with that said, we're going to talk about Hustlers. And if you don't know what Hustlers is, it's a new movie coming out this weekend. Uh, directed by Lorene Scafaria, who directed The Meddler and Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. It stars Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhart, Lizzo, Cardi B, Mercedes Rule, among others. And essentially, it is based on a true story. It revolves around a group of uh, former strip club employees as they... You know, become hustlers. <laughs> Essentially, they begin to sort of take matters into their own hands because the system that they work in is simply not, uh, you know, doesn't not not giving them enough, not paying them enough, not worth it. So that is kind of the idea. It was inspired by an article written, you know, a couple of years ago, and. And on a, in a more realistic sense, uh, most of these women were strippers. And then in 2008, we had the huge, you know, stock market collapse and everybody was out of a job, all these businessmen. And as it turns out, businessmen are the prime uh, spenders at strip clubs. And so businessmen are out of money, lost their jobs. They're not going to strip clubs anymore. Strippers are getting less patrons, less people, you know, paying them. And they're not making any money. Or they're doing more for the same amount or even less money than they were before just to make ends meet. And this kind of touches on that a little bit. And so in the fallout of this disaster, this group of women decide to take matters into their own hands. Headed by Jennifer Lopez uh, with Constance Wu as the main character of the film and uh, her number two, as they say in the film. Jennifer Lopez is Kobe, Constance Wu is Shaq. A strange analogy, but uh, I guess somewhat apt for, for what's happening. And uh, they they start making their own money in, in their own way. And I won't, I won't get into too much detail in exactly how they do that, as I did not know how they had done that. I haven't read the article. And so you can kind of figure that out on your own if you already know it or if you, you know, Go see the movie and find out. 
so Hustlers is fine. Uh, you know, I, I don't. It's not a bad movie by any stretch. Uh, I don't know if it's great. It's not exceptional. It's not extraordinary. But it is a very solid movie. I think the performances are all very strong throughout. Constance Wu is great. Uh, easily the best thing Jennifer Lopez has ever done. Not that the bar is very high. And the rest of the supporting cast, I thought, were very strong in, in what they were doing. Uh, I particularly liked Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhardt. Uh, those are the main four uh, who, who embark on this endeavor together. Uh, and, and I think they do a great job. Beyond that, it's a film that looks really good. It has a little bit more character than a film like this typically seems like it would. You know, you look at a movie like Bad Moms or, or Girls Trip, which, you know, each did their own thing and, and had their own style and whatnot. But I wouldn't say that either did much interesting from a filmmaking standpoint. You know, those were movies that pretty much revolved around the characters and their performances and the writing. And beyond that, it was just very, you know, typical filmmaking. And Hustlers actually elevates itself a little bit in the filmmaking department. The editing, I thought, was really interesting because the film skips around a lot from 2000, between, I think, 2007 and uh, 2015. We cover a wide expanse of time uh, in, in the lives of these ladies. And the movie isn't just a natural progression. We skip forward, back, forward, back. And I liked that. I thought that was a nice choice. I never felt lost, and I think it added to the story to tell it in the way that it was told. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a wrapper around things, uh, a bit of a you know I, I don't know how to describe it without giving it away. But you know, there's a, there's a there's a story. There's the main story, and then there's a little bit of an external story surrounding that. On top of that, there are some flourishes throughout the film. There's a couple of moments uh, in the latter par portion of the film where, uh, for instance, a character is wearing a wire. And when we see this scene, which is played out as a flashback, we the audio in this scene is as if we're listening to the recording on the wire. It is not, you know, the audio is distorted to the point where you know we're listening it's like we're listening with the headset in the other room as everything is happening which is really you know it's not something that needed to be in this movie it's not something uh this movie needed and yet i appreciated these little touches you know there are a couple of them and to that end it really reminded me of game night another very well reviewed film that did very well for itself that took a very simple premise and executed it very competently and then on top of that added a few more things a few extra you know little unnecessary but rewarding pieces like the uh, long take unbroken shot with the Fabergé egg in game night is is really exciting and and totally did not need to be in that movie or the constant you know zoom ins uh, establishing shots that they had where this like sort of play area turned into the real city just in the the aesthetic and the way it looked. Again, not something the movie needed. But I really appreciated having that. And Hustlers goes through a lot of the same things. And for its... You know, it has some more misgivings, I would say, than Game Night did. Uh, the key central relationship in the film is between 
Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez, uh, who play Destiny and Ramona. But uh, the, the movie wants us to believe in this relationship that they have. And at the same time, it works extra hard to make Jennifer Lopez's character a little more mysterious and, and a little more up in the air based on the events of the story. And so by the end of it, when, you know, we're supposed to believe that these two women are, you know, buddies for life, best friends forever. I didn't quite get that. I didn't quite feel that. I think the film does it a little bit of a disservice if that is actually, you know, what was happening and what needed to be. On the other hand, you know, it could have just been as it was portrayed. And in that case, uh, you know, it really, you know, I then in that case, I think we don't get enough time with Jennifer Lopez to fully understand her character uh, and why she would act and, and present herself the way that she does. Uh, outside of those two, we really don't know enough about the rest of the characters to make to, to know anything at all. Uh, the Kiki Palmer and Lily Reinhardt characters are fairly two-dimensional. I might say we get a little bit more from Kiki Palmer than Lily Reinhardt simply because there's a side through line with Kiki Palmer's character who is Mercedes uh, about her husband, fiance, boyfriend. I think fiance uh, who spends most of the movie in jail. His name is Dragon. And so that that side of things, uh, you know, giving her that extra side uh, is more than they gave Lily Reinhardt, who just gets a cat. So, you know, I, I think most of the sub secondary characters get very little to do and have very small characterization throughout the film. Julia Stiles, she's third build, both on Letterboxd and I think on like the posters and everything. And... Her role in this film, I, I was completely unaware of it. I did not realize she's part of the, the external wrapper of the film and actually really liked, you know, I was like, okay, you know, we're, you know, 20, 10 minutes into the movie, all these strippers, strip club stuff, and no Julia Stiles. And I didn't know if she was going to be one of the strippers, if she was running the strip club, if she was involved in it somehow, because, you know, she's totally within the age range of the rest of the women here. Um, pretty sure she's younger than Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez was born in... I don't know. She was born in 1969. She is 50. Jeez. Yeah, and Julia Stiles is 38. So, could have been, but isn't. And uh, when we finally do see Julia Stiles and we, and we see her throughout the film... Again, her character doesn't get depth to her, but she's more more there just to facilitate uh, the rest of the story. She is to, to kind of push it along and encourage it along. And for that, I think she does fine. Um, no one is really holding the movie back from a performance standpoint. I think it's more so that just the writing is decent, but it doesn't allow for... Uh, this to really become a character piece, which it isn't, and I don't think it's supposed to be. It's far more involved with the hustling side of things and how that 
began and went sideways and, and crumbled and, and took off and all these other sides. So for that, you know, it does that. It, it hits on those things and it makes that work. Um, you also have Lizzo, Cardi B, Mercedes Rule, uh, Frank Whaley is in this, um, Madeline Brewer, Madeline Brewer, Madeline Brewer, and all these supplemental, supplemental like tertiary characters are very one note. Uh, Lizzo doing her thing and Cardi B doing her thing. I, I, neither of them feel like they're acting, just like being themselves. Uh, Mercedes Rule is interesting. Uh, she plays mom of the strip club. She, you know, the mom to all the strippers. And again, like, this is a character I kind of wish I saw a little more from or knew a little more about, and we don't get much from her either. So it's a little frustrating that there isn't more uh, depth to these characters. And, you know, the movie's already a little over 100 minutes long, so it's not a short movie by any stretch. And I'm not saying it would be better if it was 20 minutes longer and we got more depth to a lot of these characters and fleshed them out more. It wouldn't be. It'd probably be worse. But, I don't know. There might have been a way to write it a little better so that the, the characters had more to do and what they were doing felt more in line with who they were. And instead, I think the film is just like, strip club, strip club, strip club, strip club. We have so many montages and scenes at the strip club. And a lot of them are just repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And that's that's fine. I mean, this is it's what the movie's about. <laughs> but it does, you know, take away time that could have been spent encouraging the characters to do more. One scene, a couple of scenes that I really liked and, and took away from this. Primarily, there's one, and it's more of a spoiler, so I won't get too deep into it. But it involves Constance Wu, and there's no score under the scene. And all, pretty much all you hear is the clacking of her shoes as um, she goes from one... She, she ends up looking for her daughter at one point, and that's... That that entire scene I thought was really really strong and really well made. Uh, I also thought for just like the fun of it all, the scene I most enjoyed was when Usher shows up. I thought that was really I don't know I, I just it had the just right amount of excitement level to it, and I, I think that the film does a good job of like playing up Usher and making him uh, more than he is and. I don't know, maybe not more than he is, maybe exactly what he is. And just kind of getting getting a lot of laughter and, and fun out of, I don't know, maybe a minute of Usher on screen. So I, I like those two moments. And a couple of others, some, some good lines. Uh, there's a Christmas scene that was really nice. And yeah, some good stuff. There's some good stuff. It's... I think it's perfectly enjoyable. It's a tidy 102, 103 minutes long and worth worth checking out. Uh, it is probably going to be the best thing new this weekend, uh, given the paltry, paltry reviews of the Goldfinch. But it's not, I don't know, 
some there was some there were there was buzz like maybe it could break into the Oscars. I don't think that's possible. Maybe a Golden Globe nomination, but the soundtrack is pretty great. Uh, as the movie fl- uh, floats between 07 and 2015, it picks up a lot of the big hits from throughout those years uh, that I was very familiar with, and I'm sure most others will be. So I liked that. That was nice. Getting really puts you into the mindset. You know, when we see that title card come on, like 2010, and then all of a sudden, you know, the you know one of the top five songs from 2010 is is playing. And like, yes, I am focused, I am zeroed in, I am in 2010. And the movie does a good job of, of establishing uh, where, when you are with its soundtrack. Uh, without feeling overbearing because, you know, these are, you know, loud blurring music is kind of a thing in strip clubs and something that's often considered. So, or at least it's something that I kind of relate to you know, any kind of club, you know, loud blaring music, uh, they barely hear yourself talk over. And I think Hustlers manages to capture that mode and capture that uh, feeling uh, quite well. So, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's, um, yeah that's about it hustlers i don't know i don't have much else to say uh, i think it's fine i think it's solid film i'm probably going to give it like a middle of the road rating but it's definitely you know a week or two ago i did not care for it i mean i was still looking forward to seeing it to a degree but it wasn't something i had any real excitement over and as we got closer i started to get really excited for it and I'm glad I saw it. I, I think it is worth checking out if you have any passing interest uh, because there's some nice stuff in it. There's some nice stuff going on. And it's it's a lot better than uh, some of the sort of bottom-of-the-barrel bargain bin type movies that have in the past featured you know a mostly female ensemble like Bad Moms, in my opinion. Or, I don't know, Palms? Uh, eh. Bad. Not good. So, um, with that said, uh, we're going to end it right there. Thank you for listening to today's episode. does mean a lot. If you'd like to find more episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, most places where podcasts can be found, or head over to the website, circleoffilm.com, to find more episodes and much more. If you would like to get in touch with me, right into me, right into the show. Find me on Twitter, at Circle of Film. You can email circleoffilm at gmail.com or uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. Finally, if you'd like to support the show, would mean a lot. Uh, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe it, tell somebody, or just listen. That's the best thing. Uh, and if you're so inclined, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. And that will give you access to all the episodes early, that come out early and more stuff in the future. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu.
really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place So long, farewell, au revoir, I'll be just saying Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute So long